Wake Up to the Word is brought to you by Barkey's RV Rental. We will bring our camper to your pre-selected campsite. We'll set it all up. We'll show you exactly how everything works. You just bring your family and the fun. Just remember www.barkeysrvrental.com. Let the camping begin. Hey, hello, hello, hello. I am here pleading grace and forgiveness on Monday morning as we are going to do Monday's edition of last Friday's, of last last New Testament Friday. Last Friday's New Testament Friday. That doesn't even make sense. All right. At any rate, uh, the weekend got away from me, clearly. So here I am, Monday morning, coming to you, heart in hand, seeking forgiveness. Fortunately, that's what we do here. We are in the business of forgiveness and second chances and grace because that's what God has brought for us. So welcome. Listen to the theme song a little more. up to the word Monday morning good stuff glad you are joining us and uh, we hope that you enjoyed your weekend um, uh, my coffee that I'm drinking is Folgers Folgers uh, classic Folgers classic a little bold and it's a little hot but it's good stuff so uh um, we are uh, in First uh, Thessalonians, and no, I'm not lisping. First Thessalonians um, could sprain my tongue if I'm not careful. So, if you follow your map for Paul's uh, adventure journey, and you can get that at wakeuptotheword.org and Jeff's stack of stuff. You can go there and, and download that picture for yourself. It is Paul's missionary journeys, Paul's three missionary journeys. And you see them there and you can trace the red line and you can find Thessalonica. Um, let me look at it here. Let me pull it up on my own map. Get it in front of me so I can see it. And... We are following, 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 and Thessalonica is right under where the word Berea is. If you see the number three up at the top center, go a little left, and under the red line, you'll see Thessalonica. There's a group of cities listed there, and uh, you'll see Thessalonica. So, uh, in Acts 17, which we just covered, Paul went through Thessalonica. It was a very 
um, uh, mention of it briefly there. And now the, these are the letters that went back and forth. Uh, we don't have the fourth ones. We just have the back ones uh, that Paul writes back, uh, answering the letters that were sent to him as they were discussing what he taught while he was there, what he shared with them regarding um, what, 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 uh, what the Holy Spirit impressed on him to teach, and also now what they've heard uh, from the Christ and potentially some of the apostles' teaching. And um, so now they're asking questions, and Paul is answering their questions. <clears throat> So he's got his, his little ragtag group with him, and uh, he is going to write this first and second Thessalonians as letters go back and forth. So I think we do second Thessalonians as well. Yes, we do. So uh, um, there was letters back and forth, and you can try and surmise what their questions were based on his answers. Um, so that's that's just cool stuff. Uh so I, I, I uh, just uh, give you a little uh, little personal information here. Um, I have not gone to the gym, and I can't even tell you how long. I haven't been to the gym in years, um, at least five years, and potentially closer to ten. Um, uh, and uh, various reasons for that. Uh, but over the last year, as some of you knew, I had uh, shoulder surgery because uh, I had torn my rotator cuff and had to have it surgically repaired. So it's been a year since that surgery. I'm feeling pretty good. I don't necessarily have full range of motion back, but I, I can I can do uh, pretty good. But uh, I wanted to go to the gym and um, I got a birthday coming up here in April and I will be old. Uh, so I will... <laughs> Uh, I am already old, actually, so that's okay. Uh, that doesn't bother me. But, you know, as I get older, I, 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 I think I need to, to be a little more fit because uh, I love sharing the Word of God. I love teaching the Word of God, and I want to be able to do it as long as possible. So um, I went this morning and uh, did a first very light uh, introductory type of workout and uh, just to kind of re-familiarize myself with what was there. So... Uh, just had a had had a good time. Feel energetic, um, so I, I'm just putting it out there as kind of accountability, and uh, I'm gonna keep going and see what happens. Cause uh, I'll be 64 in April, and 65 is right around the corner, staring me in the face, and so I uh, just want to get a little more healthy. So that that's it. That's the whole reason. And so um, if yeah, if you start to see me get swole, then uh, something's wrong because that's not why I'm going. So. <laughs> so. I'm just going to stay fit. I, I feel too, uh, uh, what is it, flabby, I guess. Uh, uh, not not as uh, as hard as I used to be. So um, uh, don't need to have big strength. Don't need to have big muscles. Just want to be more fit. How's that? Uh, just just a, my goal is realistic. So and help my shoulder a little bit. And and that was the good thing is that. I did some very light uh, shoulder stuff. I had absolutely no pain. So yay, Dr. Gay, on that. Uh, no pain. Uh, was able to to do the, 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 the light weight that I did. And um, 
even uh, as I started light, it, it seemed so light that I actually bumped up a little bit in some of them, just, just a little, just to see uh, if it still felt good. And it did, so I didn't push it. I didn't go even farther, but I started like really light and then just kind of moved into a category that I felt like I should be able to do anyways, and and I and it was no problem. So I'm really happy about that. Very pleased. So uh, enough about me. So uh, let's pray and get into the Word. Father, we thank you so much for your Word and Paul's missionary journey and his writings. And uh, Lord, as I am watching social media and uh, looking at uh, different social media avenues and people sharing the Word of God, there is so much. So many crazy teachings out there. People trying to just drive people from the word. I'm not trying to drive craziness. I'm not trying to drive uh, people uh, to or away from something. I'm trying to explain the word of God the way the Holy Spirit uh, flows through me and uh, just just bring the truth to people. The only thing I want them to run to is, is you, Jesus. That's the only thing I want them to run to. I don't want them to run through a doctrine. I don't want them to run to, to a, a religion. I don't want them to run to a denomination. I want them to run to Jesus. And anyone out there who is pointing people to run to a denomination, to a doctrine, to a religion, if it's not pointed solely and directly at Jesus, if Jesus is not the central part of it, if Jesus is not the why, then it's it's not something to be considered. We don't just look at something because it's a, a certain religion or a certain dogma or a certain um, uh, point of view. Uh, we understand there are different points of view, but Lord, we ask you to just open our hearts and our minds and let us see your word and take it how it's written to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Let's get ready to rumble. All righty. So here we go. First uh, Thessalonians. And right away it says, Greetings from Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. The Silvanus is more than likely uh, 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 the formal name or that... that uh, name for Silas. Uh, we've seen multiple times people have their Greek names and their Jewish names uh, if they, um, as they function within uh, both Roman, uh, Greek, and Jewish culture. So they have Roman names and they have Jewish names. So this is probably Silas. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, all right? And that's important. The reason I bring this up is because there's a reference back to the three of them in the use of a pronoun. It's a it's the word we. And we need to understand who the we is, so I'm pointing it out right away. It says, Paul, Syl Silvanus, or Silas, and Timothy, to the church of, th of the Thessalonians in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the greeting. That's the greeting. And who it's from, who's in attendance while this letter is being written. So he says, we give thanks to God always for all of you constantly mentioning in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor and love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So <clears throat> this is cool. He, he really presses in to how thankful he is for them that their faith and the transformation that they've had has moved through the entire area. And if we keep reading, you see that... Uh, 
that uh, he says this sentence in verse 8, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. So, so they were under some stress, they were under some pressure, and yet they still received the word with joy. Uh, I see too many people who are skeptical and uh, they, they read the word of God looking for the loopholes or looking for the gotcha moments. And that's not how we should receive the word of God. They received it to in the wit in which it was given to them. Um, that that it was it came as the word of God. And so right away uh, uh, in this very first section, uh, and I mean excuse the last section of chapter one, Paul gets to something that's obviously a question that they've posed to him, okay? And I, I, I'm going to bring this up because within the, the books of First and Second Thessalonians, there's he talks about an event that uh, that he has obviously talked about before, and he is clarifying this in segments, okay? And and we're coming up on one of those segments. So I'll refer back. Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you out in the lurch. Um, but we he's coming up on these segments. Um, he, he, he thanks them again. He says, uh, uh, um, as he finished that uh, verse 7, uh, all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, for not only was the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that when we need uh, so that we need not say anything for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And then he talks about this and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So that is a, a point that we need to understand, that Paul understood this, these first believers understood this, that, that believers are delivered Jesus is the one who delivered us, delivers us a from the wrath to come. He will be delivering us from the wrath to come. And so what is this talking about? It's a gen, it's a general term. He's talking about the wrath, the wrath of God. The wrath of God is coming. And any Bible teacher that tells you that there's no wrath of God, that God is not uh, uh, equal as equal in justice as he is in love, uh, that's a teacher you should not listen to. And I'm not, I'm not pointing uh, any fingers at any particular uh, denomination or teacher, but those teachers who say there's God is not going to bring wrath on people is just not reading the same Bible that we are reading. It's, he's not, they're not conveying the same truths because it clearly says here there's wrath that's going to come and Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection saves us from the wrath that is to come, okay? 
So uh, our salvation saves us from that. Those who believe, okay? That's what this is talking about. All right. Uh, chapter one is, is, is filled with those things. And well, it talks about uh, how thankful he is. And uh, if I haven't said it enough to you, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Just like Paul, uh, I'm hoping that as you follow me, that you are sharing the love of Jesus, not necessarily, not sharing me, you're sharing Jesus. You're sharing that I love Jesus and I'm sharing this, the, the word of God because I love Jesus. And so that's why you follow me so that you can follow Jesus. And that's my hope and my prayer. And that's why I thank you because as I've said before, uh, this podcast being heard in 11 countries and uh, we get about to between 26 hundred and three thousand hits every month and so it varies it bounces up and down but um i'm just so thankful that the word of god goes out and i don't take the responsibility lightly i want to be faithful to the word and and uh faithful to christ and the spirit who indwells me who and has gifted me um with this ability to see things in the word of god uh, that I wouldn't normally see. And I'm not saying nobody sees it. I said lots of people who have the, the gift of, uh, you can either call it discernment, knowledge, um, either one of those, uh, but it's in understanding scripture and being able to teach it. So uh, we're just so thankful for for all of you uh, who who, uh, who listen to the podcast and, and point others to it. So uh, chapter two, for you yourselves know brothers that our coming to you was not in vain but though we had already suffered and been shame shamefully treated in philippi as you know we had boldness in our god to declare to you the gospel of god in the midst of much conflict <clears throat> i'm reading this whole thing because he comes to a part here and it's kind of within the whole so i'm gonna read all the way down uh, to chapter six, uh, to verse six of chapter two. So, for our appeal does not spring from error, this is verse three, or impurity, or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak. And I'm going to start pointing this out. But just as we, verse four, have been approved by God, to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please men, but to please God, who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from God, uh, excuse me, seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, but we could have made demands as apostles, as apostles of Christ. That's verse six. So all these we's, he could have, Paul could have easily changed that word to I. It, it, even, even going with we, 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 he could have easily, right in verse six, nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though I could have made demands as an apostle. He didn't write that. We could have made demands as apostles, plural. So <clears throat> here's, 
Here's what I want to go with that. We've talked about this before. This apostolic, there's an apostolic movement that's going through the United States. That is not what this is, okay? I just want to be very, very clear. That's not what this is. But, but God is moving the church through apostles. And what that is in this context is sent out ones. There's a distinction between the 12 apostles that walked with Jesus and the, tw- the, the, the New Testament apostles that are called to bring the gospel to the Gentile church, okay? <coughs> There's at least 11, 10 or 11, New Testament apostles listed within the New Testament, within the epistles of the New Testament. Here's one of them, and this lists three. Paul's the obvious one, okay? But then Silas and Timothy are the we. That's why I took the time at the beginning to say the names that we were talking about. So we have Paul, Silas, and Timothy are listed as apostles right here. We also had, in an earlier one, Barnabas listed as an apostle. He was referenced as an apostle as well. We'll see that again in Acts. But, so, uh, at this point, we have at least four people that are listed as New Testament apostles. They are moving the church, growing the church within the New Testament. And if you you go to Ephesians chapter 4, 11, 12, 10, 10 through 12, you'll see that the New Testament is built this way, he says, for he, Christ, has made or called or appointed some to be, what's the first word? Apostles. Some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be shepherds, some to be teachers. Why? To build up the body for the ministry. So that is what this apostolic movement is. So you can look at somebody who's a missionary, who's a church planter, who, 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 who leads an, uh, an organization, uh, a Christian organization that's, surround, that's built around Christ, that, that goes out and, and uh, starts new things. Uh, that, those are apostolic callings, okay? They're not apostles like the apostles, the 12 apostles. And I want to make that distinction over and over again because you get grief because of the word. We think the word... Uh, comes with this crown or something. It's not. It's a calling. It's and it is hard work. Apostolic people are 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 very unique in who they are, in their wiring, in their buildup, and they're not generally the person who puts all the details together. But they are the person who has the vision and has the calling and has the Holy Spirit leading them to do new things or start new works or or grow a church or plant a church. These are unique people. I'm not apostolic. And I can tell you right now, I'm not apostolic. I'm not claiming to be. I'm not trying to be. Uh, I, I, Pastor Mike, who I work with, apostolic. There's no question about it. Do I call him Apostle Mike? No, I don't call him Apostle Mike. I call him Mike. <laughs> but he clearly 
has apostolic calling on his life. There's, he's always looking to do new things and, and always looking for what God uh, is calling him to in the next. And uh, so he needs the people around him that are are entering into the vision that's cast and stepping into the roles and filling the spots that need to be that, that need to be filled. Uh, and a lot of times people have different callings, multiple callings within those five. We call them a pest. Uh, uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. Uh, these are the callings. Every church should have some of these, okay? Every church should have at least four, um, but uh, five would be great. Um, and and how they function, understanding their roles, would really make your church healthy and always growing and and, and always have two doors on it. Okay, not not an exit door, but a sending door, but always an entrance, always the the opportunity to learn, to grow, to to discover your own calling, and then a sending door that says, okay, this is what we do. We send people out to keep keep moving, and that, that's that door is not for everybody, but it, it should be available, and that's what. That's what we do. So uh, that's exciting. I've had uh, different callings within the different areas. Uh, and like I said, apostolic has never been one of them. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the calling for people, but it's just never been mine. So I've had both a prophetic uh, appointment calling, teaching, uh, evangelism. Uh, and so the the evangelist, I've had all of those uh um, uh, shepherd at times, not always my best thing. You can ask the people who don't like a, a good cold information, a cut and dry. Uh, they don't come to me <laughs> because I just tell it. <laughs> and so that is not always received well. That's not always shepherding. And so we have people who are great shepherds, who are great listeners, who, who have great compassion. And that's their calling. They're shepherds. And, and uh, so my calling is uh, both in profit, uh, sometimes evangelist, and teacher. So uh, I teach often out of the prophecy gift. And, and, and how I, uh, is that the ability to convey the truths of God. And that's the prophecy gift. Not the for not the foretelling, but the forthtelling, if you will. So uh all right, we'll keep going here in uh chapter two. Um let's see, as we come to the next part, uh what am I how am I on time? Okay, I'm not too bad. I thought it was gonna be uh, a little short, but I'm coming up on the end. Um uh, and I'm just going to, one last thing in two, and I'm going to stop at verse 16 because the thought really continues for chapter three at 17 of two. So I'm going to stop at 16, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump forward to, uh, well, let me just keep going here. Um, I'll start at nine. For, rem for uh, you remember, brothers, our labor and toil, we work night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Great sentence. 
they worked while they were there so they wouldn't be a burden. And and as you see in other places, he could have asked for the support, uh, but in some places he works so he's not a burden. In other places, he uh, lets people support him. So neither is wrong or right. It's just uh, the circumstance. What's the circumstance? Um, what's the situation? So 13 says, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. And this is part of that litmus test. <clears throat> People ask that question. How did they compile the Bible? How did they know what went in the Bible and what what would not be in the Bible? One of those things that they said was it in, in as they put as they accepted things as being part of the canon of scripture. One of them is was it accepted by the first receivers as being from a word from God? And that's exactly what is written right here in 13 uh of chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians. <clears throat> they received it as the word of God, not as the word of men. They saw in Paul that the Holy Spirit is writing to them and they are receiving it as the word of God. For you brothers became imitators of the church of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews who killed both the Lord Jesus Christ and the prophets and drove out and displeased God and opposed all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved. So as always, to fill up the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them at last. So, two kinds of wrath. God's wrath fulfilled by God directly. God's wrath fulfilled sometimes by people uh, <clears throat> in that uh, in persecution. So um, there's, there's both kinds. And I'm not in tune enough to tell you for certain, for sure, which when it's God's wrath and when it's just the, the curse of the uh, initial sin, that uh, that's taken place the sin on the earth and the sin nature within mankind uh, when people do bad things it's not always God's wrath sometimes it's just bad people doing bad things when when uh, there's weather calamities and all kinds of things like that it's it's not always God's wrath on mankind sometimes it's the curse of the earth that comes God even says in his word the rain falls on the just and the unjust and that's that's that euphemistic thing that says bad things are going to happen to everybody. So <clears throat> that I'm going to stop right there. And I hope you have enjoyed uh, Monday's edition of New Testament Friday. Playing Monday morning quarterback here. Um, how can, can you play Monday morning quarterback on uh, after Monday Night Football? Would that be Tuesday morning quarterback? Oh, I don't know. We'll ponder that as, as we go this week. We'll see you, hopefully, this Thursday and Friday for Old Testament Thursday and New Testament Friday. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Praying for you. Share the Word of God with somebody today.
or just do something kind and let them ask you about Jesus. That'll make it so much easier. Bye-bye.